but my voice gets really low, especially in the morning when I have a cold. So sometimes I kind of like it. I can I can do voices I couldn't normally do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like hey, I'm Mr. Sexy Man. Did you ever Did you ever watch Vampire Hunter D? Uh, no, but I know of uh, it. There's a character who has a really low voice, and he says the line, "Put your tongue back in your mouth. It's bad manners." <laughs> <laughs> but I can only say it when I have a cold. Welcome to Ikinardi Podcast. I'm Jesse Jace, and I'm with Matt Gibson. Hello! I'm not actually with Matt. We're far apart. Far, far apart. But hopefully it'll sound like we're close together because of our new recording technique we're using today. (laughs) I hope it works out. And I hope I can use it to edit out all the gross noises I'm making because I have a cold and my nose is runny. Yeah, we're all snotty monsters at the minute. Snot monsters. Yeah. How was your week, Matt? Uh, it was okay. How was okay. your week, Jesse? Well, uh, actually, a, a thing or two happened to me this week as a direct result of the episode we recorded last week. Yeah. Um, one of those things is I rediscovered my love of the game Torchlight. Oh, really? Yeah, I busted that out and started playing it. And it's uh, it's still fun. Even the I I actually I have Torchlight and Torchlight Two, but I've never played Torchlight Two yet because I've just gotten so much mileage out of Torchlight One. Oh. Uh, it's a good little game. It's like Excellent. a slightly simpler version of Diablo, kind of. Um, S- simpler how? There aren't so many uh, classes. There's just three classes you can pick. Oh, okay. And uh, one, two of them are always male, and one of them's always female. But uh. You still can, like, customize your appearance by the gear that you put on and stuff. Uh, yeah. The only thing is, I recommend, if you play it, like, if you can, I recommend the Xbox 360 version, because I actually okay. think it's a lot more fun to play with a controller than it is to play with a mouse. I don't like games with a mouse, really. I mean, I kind of do, but I'm not, like, PC Master Race, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you're not, because if you were, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, another thing happened this week as a direct result of last week's show. You know what Destiny! that is? Yeah, last week I challenged Matt to convince me to get Destiny 2, and you know what? He succeeded, because I got yeah. it. Yeah! It's pretty good, it's pretty good! It is pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I like uh, I like a few things. I, I, obviously, there's a lot of quality of life changes that are really important uh, that help a lot, and uh, it has a really good villain. I think a really good villain. Yeah, so well written. Yeah, scary dude. He's like, "Your light is mine." That guy. <laughs> I see. I can do his voice now that I have a cold. So <laughs> that, got that going for me. Yeah. Is it me? Did they remove? Did they take machine guns out of the game? Yep. Damn it. Okay, that's one thing I don't like, because that was my favorite heavy weapon. Really? Yeah. In the Crucible, when I would get the heavy ammo and I had the machine gun, I would be unstoppable until I ran out of ammo. (laughs) And now I'm like, well, I guess I'll go with grenade launchers. The sword I don't really care for. Oh, I love the sword. Maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know. If you miss the machine gun, then you have to try and find a gun called Sweet Business. Sweet business. What's the type? Um, oh man, what type is it? It ramps up. I guess it's like an auto... Oh, is it one of those where like the damage goes up the longer you fire it? Yeah, like it has like a, a slow start. It's like a Gatling gun, but I okay. can't remember what category it's in though. The speed increases. Yeah, the speed increases. And it's amazing. Okay. I remember in Destiny 1, my favorite gun was uh, the auto rifle called Suros Regime, which picked up uh, damage as you held the trigger down. You know what the kids are into these days, Matt? Uh, drugs. I was <laughs> I was going to make a drugs joke, too. <laughs> uh, Sex. Uh, they're into this, this newfangled thing called YouTube. You, you dude. You, yo-tube? Yo-tube. Face I don't know tube. exactly. It's this new thing called YouTube, and it's got these people on it called Ubertubers. Ubertubers. <laughs> yeah. They sound like Mario villains. <laughs> <laughs> Ubertubers. Um, 
these Yupa Troopas, they, uh, they play, they do things like playing, I mean, of course, YouTube is full of all kinds of videos, but one of the biggest things is making videos of your dumb mug while you play a game. It's, and, yeah, it's one of the things that got YouTube, like, really going. Kinda. But, yeah, yeah, arguably. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest YouTuber of all is a small Swedish man named Felix Kjellberg. Uh, known better by his handle, which is PewDiePie. Am I saying yeah. that right? PewDiePie. No. It's spelled like PewDiePie. Or D, <laughs> as in like German D. Ah, uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> like talking about desserts. <laughs> so this PewDiePie fellow is the biggest YouTuber in the world. A millionaire, thanks to his dumb YouTube gaming videos. And a uh, little bit of news from this month. On, on September 10th, he was playing the game Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is a uh, quick PUBG. side note. Yeah, PUBG. PUBG. Biggest game around now. Basically, if it's not already the biggest game on Steam, it's about to be. No, I think it, it is. And it's got the biggest concurrent player base uh, yeah. of anything. It's bigger than Overwatch, anyway. Uh, it, it also has probably the worst title of any game I've ever heard. Player Unknown's <laughs> Battlegrounds. God, good job, dummy. Uh, it's just a stupid title. But uh so playing uh this game he got a little bit got a little bit upset and yelled at another player what a fucking n word <laughs> I'm not going to say the word on this show I'll say I'll I'll make some other bad swears but not that one um he respo- he then reacted to what he had just said as as if he immediately knew that he had made a big mistake and he amended his comment to what a fucking asshole and then he said I don't mean it in a bad way <laughs> What do we do with this guy? He's a fucking moron. Um, (laughs) So then, this time, uh, maybe it was a little too much for some people, including the uh, one of the founders of the game company, Campo Santo. His name is Sean Vanneman, and he made a big old tweet, which I will read. Um, We are filing a DMCA takedown of PewDiePie's Firewatch content and any future Campo Santo games. Then he continues in subsequent tweets. There's a bit of leeway you have to have with the internet when you wake up every day and make video games. There's also a breaking point. I'm sick of this child getting more and more chances to make money off of what we make. He's worse than a closeted racist. He's a propagator of despicable garbage that does real damage to the culture around this industry. I'd urge other developers and will be reaching out to folks much larger than us to cut him off from the content that has made him a millionaire. Furthermore, we are complicit. I'm sure uh, we've made money off the 5.7 million views that video has, and that's something for us to think about. Lastly, I love streamers, I watch them daily, and we sent out over 3,000 keys to professional and amateur streamers of FW, which is Firewatch, which is their uh, their big title. So, big uh, retribution for this, you know, slip-up. And uh, in reaction to the Camposanto tweet, uh, of course, PewDiePie's fan base, which is basically a personality cult, uh, responded by review-bombing Firewatch, which is just, you know, pelting it with negative reviews on Steam. Uh, I have a lot to say about this. I, I don't want to talk all the whole time. I want you to be able to talk too, but I have, yeah, I, this, yeah, yeah. this story bothers me in a lot of ways. No problems. So I don't think, I mean, you and I probably don't really disagree on this. No, I don't think so. I think PewDiePie, his, I don't know, like his fame has got to his head or something, but... uh-huh. Like, what he said with the PUBG stuff, I don't know, maybe there's a cultural thing. He's Swedish, they don't really have a history of, like, racism. Maybe he doesn't understand that it's a bad word. Uh, Like, in South Africa, people use that word quite often, because, like, culturally it doesn't mean the same. Like, they use blackface and stuff down there, and it's not like people in, like, America and the UK are like, Oh my god! But people in South Africa don't really care. But whatever, like, he's international, he should have an idea of that. But, like, all the Nazi stuff in the past, that was... He definitely should have known better than that. He needs to uh, to sort his life out. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, it's very easy for people to uh, jump to the conclusion that he's racist because he said it, but yeah. I don't think, you know, saying a word doesn't make anybody racist, uh, especially when it's like you pointed out, in a language that isn't their first. Mm. Um, and then there's the other theory could be that he's he's crazy like a fox and he's doing all this on purpose because he depends on it for his livelihood, you know, depends on the yeah. scandal. Uh, I think the most likely conclusion is he's just not very smart. Um, mm. And like we said earlier, he has a stunning lack of empathy who's ever, uh, a lack of empathy for anyone who's ever had the N-word used against them and an equally stunning lack of awareness of the consequences of what he did, which should be obvious, I think. But yeah. So, what do you think about the punishment that Camposanto has dished out for in you know in retribution for this? Um, I think you know it's well within his rights. Like, yeah, legally he is. Yeah, like, and but not just legally, morally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, if you don't agree with what someone does or says, but they are like getting rich off something that you've created, then yeah, I would be like, no, I don't want to be associated with you. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I actually would take it a step further, and you know, some earlier I said maybe the only uh, so-called sin that PewDiePie is guilty of is stupidity, uh, and then it brings up the question: Is that punishable? And I actually think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. Punish is a strong word, but what do you do with stupid people? They have to learn. You know, they have mm. to be taught. So how else can you teach him? Like he's if he goes unchecked, then yeah. he just keeps on keeping on the same way he is. Uh, nothing changes. It actually, it's not that nothing will change. It's more likely that he'll get worse, and he'll yeah. have to keep going farther over the top to get a reaction. And I don't want to live in the world where that's going on. That's like ugh, that's that reminds me of people like Howard Stern, you know, uh, who just have to keep going further because they been pushing the boundaries so far what yeah. else have they got left to do it's kind of lazy right like it it's like uh, when we when we talked about horror games and uh and how jump scares are like the lazy approach to scaring people mm. this is like the lazy approach to getting you know famous views. yeah getting views yeah the, just yeah. shock everybody yeah i kind of wish um other companies would do the same because like he's called what like he's an influencer yeah um uh, yeah <laughs> i hate that uh, word but yeah yeah me too but there's plenty of other but a lot of the big 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 famous ones i can't stand like they have these really weird like there's another one called like jack septic eye or something oh the irish guy yeah i know yeah i don't like him either i used like... to watch him uh maybe before he got really big actually yeah, and they just annoy me. Their their personalities are really like grating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever watched any of the Japanese YouTubers? Uh, no, actually, I watched a TV program about them on Japanese TV. They all sort of came on this TV show and were talking about YouTube. The the big I think maybe the biggest one is this guy called Hika King. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's the same, but in Japanese. Like I I don't like listening to him. He's just no. a motor mouth. Uh, and it's just, it's too bad because it results in me and probably a lot of other people just hating all YouTubers. And I feel like I can't hate all YouTubers when I myself am a small time YouTuber. But I just can't be I can't identify with that you know the successful YouTube crowd. But is it successful? I don't know. It just feels like mob mentality. Like with especially the the big ones. It's like oh my friends watches this, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. So then we can talk about it because yeah. I. People my age aren't watching Jacksepticeye. Uh huh. It's tweens, and they have a yeah. No, I wouldn't say that tweens have a tendency, but people have a tendency to like to, to do that and unify over stupid things. Yep. It's uh, Kurt Vonnegut made up a word for it. Uh, he said it's a grandfaloon. Grandfaloon. A grandfaloon is a false uh, solidarity. Like yeah. We gotta stick together because we all are whatever. Like we're all left handed, we gotta stick together. We all like PewDiePie, we gotta stick together. And then cut to Sam Neill at the top of a hill with binoculars saying, They do travel in herds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 
part we I mean I think uh, there's not a lot to explore on that topic but another topic we wanted to discuss today was what we do like on YouTube yeah what we do like on YouTube and pass out some things that we watch and maybe in the comments below let's have some recommendations from you guys as well yeah and don't recommend PewDiePie or I'll delete your comment sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you like on YouTube? I love PewDiePie. What did you before recording this? Did you look at your uh, subscriptions? That's what I did. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, what's in your subscriptions? So one I watch quite often is uh, Draw Fee. I think it's called the Draw Fee channel. On okay. YouTube. Can you spell that? Uh, draw and then F E E. I think okay. it's like a, like a portmanteau of like coffee and drawing. Ah, right. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they get, like, people send them, like, challenges. Like, draw this. And then they they have, like, a screen with the, like, the the sketch pad that they're, well, the digital sketch pad they're drawing on the computer while they chat. And there's, like, two kind of main guys, and then they have some guests come on, rotate through. Hmm. But they have stuff like, like the most recent video was drawing bad sky animals. <laughs> What is a bad sky animal? Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. Uh, okay. And then they have uh, WikiHow Roulette, where they just press a random button on WikiHow and try and draw a step. Oh, uh, okay. The thing there. And one that uh, I really love is the, the Bloodborne Boss Challenge. Okay. So one person who's played Bloodborne uh, gives the artists uh, a boss name, and then they have to try and draw the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Like an invented boss name? No, the boss name from the game. Oh, it's an actual one. They start. Yeah. Okay. They start drawing, and then the guy slowly feeds some little bits of information. So the guy, the artist, hasn't actually seen the boss in the game. No. Uh, so, but he's he's going on like the word "blood starved beast" or something. Yeah. I got it. Okay. And uh, it's it's really good. They uh, they've done it with Dark Souls and. Uh, or drawing from memory, they're like drawing Pokemon from memory, which is kind of funny. Oh, it? I've seen a thing like that on Japanese TV. It's quite funny. Mm. They'll be like, draw this frame from this famous manga, yeah. and then these <laughs> celebrities who can't draw for shit <laughs> try to do it, and it's really funny. That sounds like an awesome channel, though. Yeah, it's really good fun, and then the the people that, that run it are, are, are very amusing. Awesome. Okay, I'll definitely check that out. Give me one of yours. Well, let me find one that's not game-related. I got a lot of game-related ones. Um, have you ever watched Vsauce? Vsauce? Yeah, just the letter V hyphen sauce. It sounds familiar, but no, I don't think so. It's science-themed, uh, and it's got a couple guys who do these kind of talking head videos. Talking head slash with a little bit of animation or infographics thrown in. And they're all just like... Uh, theoretical questions that they talk about for a few minutes. Like, what if you shrunk? No, shrank, sorry. <laughs> or, uh, what if the sun disappeared? Uh, and all these, like, things. And they go in depth into, like, the ramifications of what would actually happen scientifically if any of these things happened. Mm -hmm. uh, another one was, could you survive home alone if you were one of the thieves? <laughs> Like if you if you were uh, fucking what's his name <laughs> uh, Daniel Stern, could you survive the paint can to the face? And then they actually you know try it out on a uh, like a ballistics dummy, and mm. the head almost comes off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so Vsauce is really good, and it's really good like little bite size. You know, each video is not that long, five or ten minutes. Um, uh. Pretty pretty low commitment, uh, but. It it alternates being either really interesting scientifically or just crushing your your dreams of something being possible one day. Like yeah. there's a video called "Could we ever travel to another solar system?" and basically the answer is no, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's still really good. I like it. It reminds me of like the name reminds me of another channel I watch, which is science based, which is called Veritasium. Veritasium. Sounds yeah. very highbrow. No, not really. It's just like this one dude who uh, just tries to highlight science as really cool. Okay. And it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. Like he found, he uh, did this video about the world's uh, roundest, most perfect, uh, or, like orb. 
Wow. Uh, and then he had another one about um, like music uh, and flames, like having like a flame equalizer. Flame equalizer. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It's really interesting, like trying to dispel a lot of myths about stuff. Sorry, I'm stuck on this flame equalizer. Is it like an equalizer where the different bands are different levels of heat, or no? It's where um, like gas is pumped into a tube uh, or a, a device that has a series of holes, uh-huh. and then the flames are lit, and then you can play sounds, and the sound waves affect the gas and pump the make the fire go to different like heights. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really cool. I was like, whoa, I didn't think about that. And it, it looks awesome. So you have this, like, fire going, but the, it dances to the music because the what sound waves. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Mm. Veritasium. And it has all kinds of stuff. Uh, why do liquids look alive? The brightest part of a shadow is in the middle. Whoa. <laughs> Should this lake exist? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's really interesting. How do chameleons change color? And a lot of like debunking stuff like do cell phones cause brain tumors and about radioactive places. Oh yeah. Somebody make the video do cell phones interfere with pacemakers and then play it for JR and all the Japanese train companies because <laughs> they all need to know that that is not something that happens. Uh, and then another one, uh, Nerdist, which you reminded me of with your one. I think I've watched a little bit of Nerdist. Yeah, Nerdist is kind of like the science behind, like, Wolverine's claws. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's like a guy doing stuff, but there's another guy. I can't remember his name. I think he's on uh, uh, Game Theorist's channel. Yeah, yeah, that's another one that came into my mind when you said Nerdist. Yeah, and he does, like, the, like, the accompany. It's Nanana again, and he goes into, like, all science behind why something is crazy and shouldn't exist (laughs) he did one about like uh, Lucio's gun and the fact that it can kill people with sound is terrifying for the world (laughs) yeah when I was a student uh, studying uh, recording technology um, there was uh, my, my teacher told this anecdote about students he had taught years back who wanted to find out if there was a note you could play that would make people soil themselves. Oh, uh, the brown note. Yeah, yeah, they got the yeah. idea from some movie, right? Is that yeah. is that from a movie? I can't. Remember. I don't know. It's, it feels like it's an urban legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I don't think they succeeded. <laughs> they wanted to set up some sort of like sympathetic resonance <laughs> in the person's brain. I don't know, but uh, they tried and failed. So yeah, there's no brown note, everybody. <laughs> We ripped the lid, the lid off of that issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, talking of uh, one more that's not game-related, because I feel like I'm going to descend into talking about game-related YouTube channels in a second. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the one called That Japanese Man Utah? No. Uh, he's a bilingual Japanese guy uh-huh. who goes out on the street in Tokyo and interviews people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the topics are kind of cross-cultural things. Um, okay. Actually, I feel like I need to go and actually look at the channel to remember any of them, because <laughs> now I'm forgetting. But uh, he sometimes he interviews uh, foreigners on the street, and sometimes he interviews Japanese people just to find out what Japanese people tend to say about something. Okay. So, uh, let's see. What Japanese people think of netflix death note the uh ah, yeah yeah okay the the uh, whitewashing one yeah <laughs> what language do japanese men find attractive mm-hmm. uh and there's another one about japanese girls same topic uh let's see he there's one where he goes out and asks uh i'm not sure if he goes out and interviews half japanese people but there's a video about like what it's like being half japanese uh, which is, you know, interesting to me, being a father of a half-Japanese, and I'm sure interesting to you as well, for mm. the same reason. What it's like being an Asian female foreigner in Japan. So, being f- uh, Asian but not Japanese. Uh, wow, there's a lot of videos on here. I haven't watched most of them. Well, I'm going to check that one out. It's pretty good. He seems to be a really intelligent guy, and I don't think his videos are designed to be, like, controversial. No, uh, just- he- 
curious. Yeah. Out of curiosity. Yeah. I think it, unavoidably they and some people you know in the comments end up being like ah, 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 going on rants, but well, it's, it's YouTube because yeah. it's YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> you could make a video about how to make cookies and have it full of rants. So okay, one Japanese guy named Yuta. Uh, that Japanese guy. Wait, I, I just lost it. <laughs> you gotta look. That Japanese man, Yuta. There we go. That Japanese man, Yuta. Okay. I'll check him out. I feel like I kind of wish there were more channels like that. Uh, mm. I, like, there's a there's a belief that Japan is really introspective uh, and inward-looking, but in in the ways that matter, it's kind of not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it it's introspective, but it doesn't take into consideration how it looks to other countries sometimes. Yeah. So uh, that I feel like his channel is kind of a step in the right direction. Um, what about? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, you go, you go, you go. You well, go, you go. I think that's that's all the ones in my list that aren't. I don't have that many subscriptions actually. Oh, I have a, quite a short list, and most of them, except for the ones I've already talked about, are game related. I think. Well, just before we get into games, there was another one I wanted. Oh, to... by all means. Uh, it's uh, it's called Poppy. Poppy, P O P P Y. Yes. Okay. It's about uh, opium. No, oh. although it's just as trippy. <laughs> uh, so I think she's like a like a, a musician. Okay. I haven't actually heard any of her music except what's playing on her videos, which are always really short, like somewhere between thirty seconds and two minutes. Oh, really short. Okay. And she's usually just like repeating. A, a, a sentence or a, a group of sentences. What the fuck? And the music is intensifying, and it's like this really weird meta commentary on YouTube. Okay. And it's really bizarre, but it's fascinating. I can't stop watching. Them is she? Do you know where she's from? I think she's American, but again, she talks with this very sort of robotic. She has this really robotic look and has kind of a robotic feel to her. <laughs> okay. Uh, just yeah, just watch one and you'll you'll understand everything. You'll either love it or hate it. I think you'll be like, eh. okay, I can't stop watching them. I'm just like, <laughs> what a weird thing. Okay, well, I mean, I know that there's an in, there's a whole ocean of YouTube that's like just shit like that. Yeah, but uh, I've never actually like sat down and, and tried to watch anything like that. So po- is Poppy her name? I can't. I read somewhere what her musician name was, and I didn't think to get it ready for today. But she's yeah. not like selling her music through the channel. She's just not really. I, I think it's mostly just this. I mean, she has videos that pop up every now and then with her music, but it doesn't seem to be about her music. I don't think. Okay, and I'm guessing that uh, like most of the people who like her don't like her because of her music. They like oh, her they... because of her weird. <laughs> yeah, they like the weird like bit of it but i think a lot of people like the music too because she has some okay. like 39 second video with like three hundred and twenty-three thousand views she's not unpopular a 27 second video with uh 6.6 hundred wait no 666 oh my god i can't speak 665 hundred thousand views oh all right more than half a million Why this is a uh, original music yeah, yeah, it's all her stuff. That's really I admire that when a when someone can get famous on YouTube with original music, that's not easy to do. Mm. I I only know this because like when I started out recording music and distributing it to people, my original music nobody cares about. <laughs> but as soon as I started covering video game music, uh. it was like I got all these views and nobody watches my gaming channel, but everybody watches my video game music covers channel yeah so i don't know it's like it's hard isn't it you just need someone someone to notice you i guess i suppose i'm not sure how it works i'm i'm convinced that there's a problem with my gaming channel where english speakers never uh never see it because i'm based in japan so i'm worried that youtube doesn't show it to english-speaking countries (laughs) all right gaming gaming channels can I go first? Go first. Mr. Fruit. I love him. Mr. Fruit? Mr. Fruit. Okay. I just, I don't know. There's something about him, like the way he speaks, his personality. I really like him. There's something about Mr. Fruit. 
I just and it's, his it's that kind of thing. He just starts singing as well when he's doing. Something. Oh, I love just suddenly singing, even though everybody yeah. else hates it. <laughs> no, he does it all the time, and I love it. <laughs> all right, this is a gaming channel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does he make like let's plays? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of let's plays, but not let's plays. So some of them are let's plays. Some of them are like like reviewing something in a game, but sort of through playing the game. Um, most of them are doing dumb stuff in games, especially with Overwatch. He does really dumb stuff. Okay. Like, he's really good at doing custom game setups. He did a really fun series of uh, Pokewatch. Pokewatch? Yeah, where him and another guy would choose, like, Soldier 76 and pretend that they were the Pokemon trainers. <laughs> and then they would have uh, all their Pokemon that they would have hidden around the side were, like, uh, Reinhardt or... Roadhog, and uh, it was so funny. They'd send them down, and they'd have a fight in the middle, and he'd have the Pokemon music playing. It was brilliant. Was the Pokeball a uh, a healing thing? So yeah, they could set down the the healing orb um, every now. It was it was so good. And I then really he's like, Bastion, out. I choose you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But he he didn't say Bastion. He would like give them which is the closest Pokemon to this character. He'd be like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Like Snorlax, I choose you, and then Roadhog would come running out. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> huh. Is he uh, is he good at Overwatch, or is he just good at being funny in Overwatch? Um, I mean, he's not bad. I think he, I think he's got to like Masters or something. Oh, okay. Um, he's he's better than me. So yes, he's really good. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm not really good, but from by my metric, if you're better than I am at Overwatch, <laughs> I'll call you a good Overwatch player. So yeah, <laughs> and, and most people are. <laughs> he's pretty good at Destiny as well. I think Destiny's where he started. When Destiny won, he got quite famous from there, and his channel picked up a lot. I think. Oh, okay. But he just plays. He plays so many games. Slime Rancher. What else has he done? He's done uh, Far Cry Five recently. Party Panic with Friends. No Man's Sky. Wait, Far Cry Five? Which is that? Is that Primal or is that the new one? The new one. A bunch of YouTubers have been given access to it. Oh, it's coming soon. I'm kind of interested in that game. Yeah. He did a lot of For Honor when it came out. Okay. Uh, Minecraft. Lawbreakers. Man, For Honor. One of my Japanese friends on PSN is still playing For Honor. I don't know how. You said you couldn't get matches anymore, right? Yeah, they changed it recently, I think. They uh, they made the um, the matchmaking uh, like server-based instead of uh, okay. here. Okay. Because he never stopped. Like, mm. so this guy's a co-worker, or a previous co-worker of my wife. Yeah. And uh, he, he he likes that game, and that's the only thing he plays on PS4. And he never stopped. He just keeps playing it. And I'm like, how are you playing it? I think that's why he can still keep playing it. I think my problem is I didn't start straight away. And so, like, it tries to make fair matches, and I'm, like, level noob. And everyone else is level super... Okay. Over over 9,000 Super Saiyan. Yeah. So it won't match me with anyone. Huh. I still have never played that. I probably never will. <laughs> well, it's super cheap in the shops. I know, but I'm worried that it's super cheap because nobody plays it. Same reason Evolve is cheap, right? Because it's almost completely dead. Mm. And I recently recommended Evolve to someone. <laughs> as a kind of... Like, partly he was... the, the game, He was like, I want to get into a game like this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you're describing Evolve, and he had never heard of it. And I said, I told him, but be careful, because I don't know if the servers are healthy anymore. But part of me was recommending Evolve to him as revenge, because he told me to play Undertale, and I hated it. <laughs> Undertale... <laughs> I felt like I was being trolled by the game and by the person who actually gave me $10 and told me to play it. He was like, here, take this, get it on Steam. And I was like, damn, all right. And then I just felt like, what have you done? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Maybe I'll go back to it one day, but that game put me in a bad mood. I don't think, if you do go back to it, you still won't finish it. I can't bring myself to finish it. I'm getting so annoyed with it. <laughs> it's not just me. Good, okay. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Uh, let me tell you about another gaming channel. Uh, let's see. Daniel Ibertson. Daniel Ib Ibertson. Daniel Ibertson. He, I, I think, I mean, that's his name, and I think that's the name of his channel, but he also calls his channel Slopes Game Room. Slopes Game Room. Not, not racial or anything. Okay. 
<laughs> I think Slope is maybe... No, not Slope. Slopes is a nickname of his or something. He's English, actually. He's an Englishman. I was going to say, Ibbotson just sounds really British. Yes, Ibbotson. <laughs> uh, he is really... He's he's not such a young guy either. I feel like he might be over 40. I mean, oh, no, he's wow. not old. But he might hmm. be older than me. It's old for YouTube. It's old for YouTube, to be sure. Yeah. But he makes some really well-produced uh, gaming history videos, like... His his uh, let me let me bring it up. Otherwise, I won't be able to remember. His videos are all not all of them, but the ones that I watch have titles like uh, such and such: the complete history. Oh, okay. He'll take a uh, a franchise. Yeah, like Metroid or something. Yeah. Yeah, but he's very slanted toward. Uh, again, he's not Asian, so I'm not saying slanted like that. I mean. <laughs> He's very slopes and slanted. This he's, guy just likes angles. Yeah, he's he's a geometric type fella. Um, he he tends toward uh, Sega franchises. So we've got Streets of Rage, the complete history, right. and then Golden Axe, the complete history. Ooh, Splatterhouse. Oh, uh, he did. He did an interesting video about Echo the Dolphin, which you should watch if you don't know the history of Echo the Dolphin. It's fucked up. In fact, oh, really? the video is called something like The Completely Fucked Up Story Behind Echo the Dolphin. I can't find it right now. but um, That game is mental. Yeah, it has a really weird Genesis story. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shinobi, The Complete History. Mm. He did one about Wild Gunman, uh, Captain Commando. Gunstar Heroes. I don't think that's in there yet. Uh. There's one about Crash Bandicoot, uh, Burnout... Which I was Ooh. a big fan of the Burnout series back yeah. in the day. Battletoads, Battletoads. a oh, darling God. of the UK, right? Yeah. Rare. Uh, Space Channel Five. He's done a bunch of them. A lot of them oh. are Sega. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. His voice is probably a bit polarizing. He's got. I mean, he's. It's not. Uh, it's not because he's English. It's because he talks with this really. He's got a really wide range of pitch and dynamism when he talks he's like this is slope's game room <laughs> oh, okay all right yeah uh but it's it's good his videos are quite entertaining i like them and he, he he definitely puts a lot of work into the production oh cool i'm gonna check him out oh i see here it is it says on his channel daniel ibertson aka dj slope so dj slope there you go uh, he does some reviews, too, and some unboxings, but I don't really watch those. I just mostly watch his complete histories. And not to not to monopolize, but talking of game histories, there's another mm-hmm. channel called The Gaming Historian. Gaming Historian. Yeah. He's a kind of nerdy-looking guy with glasses. Uh, okay. He, uh, I think he's from, like, the middle of the United States, like Oklahoma or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also makes these pretty well-produced, you know, stories behind blah, blah, blah. But a lot of them are not stories behind games. They're more, like, they're more interesting. They're more like the story behind this, uh, this, you know, gaming peripheral that got pulled off the market because of a legal battle. Ah, okay. Stuff like that. Um, And again, I can't think of specific examples unless I actually go to the channels. So here we go, gaming historian. Okay, there's a thing about... Steve Jobs working for Atari before he worked for Apple. Uh, history of the Konami code, you know, up, up, down, down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, who invented the directional pad? Oh, yeah. oh that's, that stuff's all really interesting, actually. History of the Game Genie. The Game Genie. Oh. Uh, the downfall. Oh, <laughs> Nintendo versus video game rentals and the downfall of Blockbuster Video, which was like the number one video rental chain in the U.S. Mm, that was in the UK as well for a while, I think. Oh, really? I used to work for the number two chain, Hollywood Video. And so they were the enemy. Um, <laughs> the story behind, like, Super Mario Bros. 2 and why it's different in the US from in Japan. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good ones in there. And his videos are also pretty bite-sized. Like, the longest ones are maybe a half hour. Most of them are less than ten minutes. Okay. Oh, nice. See, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I like lore as well, like... Video game, like... Did you say lore or law? Law. L-A-W. L-O-R-E. Damn it! All right. (laughs) I know what you're saying. Lore. The lore, Lore. but the lore, the real world lore. No, the lore, the lore of a video game. 
I like I like real world law like that as well. Like those kind of like how did something I love come to be or okay. why did something I use not exist anymore? You're talking about in game lore. But in game lore. Oh. For games I really enjoy. Games that have this beautiful world built around them and then the story is there to take if you're willing to look for it. Yeah. Like stuff like Bloodborne Dark Souls and the the people that like the lore community around those games and even Destiny because Destiny 1 story was threadbare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so people would piece together the story and present it in video form on YouTube. I felt like it was simultaneously threadbare and too much. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, There's all these pieces of information, and then you're like, but there's so much information, I've got nowhere to put it, because yeah. you haven't given me any points of reference. Yeah, it, it needed to be more focused, which is why Destiny 2 is better, or par- yeah. part of the reason why it's better. It's better. But, I mean, it has a really interesting world. Like, the world of Destiny has so many things going on that we haven't even seen in-game yet. They've only been referenced. Yeah. And yeah, the, the law community um, do some really great videos. Like, they put their, like, some real work and effort into... Is that the name of a channel, the lore community? No, I mean, just generally. Oh. Have you got any actual specific channels that <laughs> uh, do that? My favorite, like, Destiny one is a guy called My Name is Bife. Bife? Okay. Yeah, but it's spelled B-Y-F. So every the first time I saw it, I thought it was My Name is Biff. Yeah. But it's Bife. Okay. So my name is Bife. Uh, and he does really good Destiny stuff. Like, he has this kind of like uh, late night shipping forecast radio voice. Okay. And he's like, hello, Guardians. Today, <laughs> we're going to talk about. And it's like, uh, it, it kind of gets to me. When I first started watching him, I'm like, I don't like it. Uh. But okay. now, I can, now I can deal with it. You can tolerate it now. Okay. I can tolerate it now. Because his stuff is really interesting. Huh. But he calls and his listeners guardians. He's like, hello, guardians. I'll, I'll see you star side. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> but it's fun. Radio. I'm, I'm yeah. always like, I'm a little surprised when I hear people who like go on YouTube and talk like they're on the radio because like the radio is an old medium. Mm. Like, why are you trying to become a radio guy? <laughs> Just be a YouTube guy. Just be a YouTube guy. Like yeah. Stylosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like take some cocaine right before you hit record. <laughs> yeah. Take some cocaine, drink four hundred liters of caffeine, yeah, and make six videos a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good old style. Uh, and like in the, like the Soulsborne series, there's a guy called like Vati Vidya. Vati Vidya. But he does uh, a whole series of like uh, the story of like someone or. Lore of the bosses, hmm. uh, or he does a series called Pre- "Prepare to Cry" because of something that's really sad in the game that maybe you didn't notice. Oh, like he 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 highlights some sad thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really nice, like about like uh, Eileen the Crow from Bloodborne, or um, I don't think I played far enough. Father Gascoigne, you, you know Father Gascoigne, yeah. Yeah, I beat his ass. Yeah, but like his story is like it's really sad. Like, everyone around him and that story. It's really sad. Okay. So, he does lots of cool lore stuff, and I kind of enjoy his things, too. Lore and... Lore in video games, and then the lore around the production of video games. Yeah. Very interesting. I I particularly like the latter. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm into history, and I'm into games, so it stands to reason I should be really into the history of games. (laughs) It does... It would be really weird if you hated that. Yeah, but there's there's uh, there's actually not, in my opinion, there's not enough, or I haven't been able to find enough stuff about that on YouTube to satisfy my you know cravings for that kind of information. Um, not enough information about histories behind game development, and especially about uh, sound engineering and music in games. Like, I'd I, like to see more about that. Yeah, um, I'm really. You know, a lot of people are into it, but to to an extent, there's a shortage of information available, uh, especially on games in earlier generations, you know, like third, fourth generation consoles when game music was starting to get its identity. Uh, And people were working really hard on the music, but they weren't being credited by their real names because of these protect uh, protectionary, you know, 
policies that the companies had. They're like, don't yeah. put your real name in the credits because we don't want you to get poached by another company, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because, oh, because it's it's not your work. It's our work as a team. Yeah, and we yeah, own you. Yeah. yeah, we own you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's like, there's like you know, if it, it's very rare that I meet someone who's uh, as into game music, excuse me, as into game music as I am and who... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, would know who I'm talking about when I say Naoki Kodaka or something like that. Um, it's kind yeah, of an underappreciated uh, art form, game music. Yeah, like I like it and I appreciate that it exists and I like that there's all like these game music cover bands and stuff that exist. I think that's really cool. Uh, like rock bands that cover game music because it's such ah, yeah. a fine piece of music. Actually, one of those was going to be my Do This for this episode. Oh. Uh, well, we'll get to that. What a good segue! Uh, is, should we segue yet? We're not. We're, um, I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted this episode to go a little longer because last week's episode was a little short. Oh, okay. Cool. Last week we didn't even get fifty minutes. Uh, so I thought maybe uh. we could make up for it this week. Um, before we get to the, the do this, um, are you into any uh, channels that are about the technical aspect of playing video games, like channels about how to get better? I mean, we t- you talked about Stylosa. Yeah, which I guess he does. He does those coaching and stuff. Yeah, he does. Um, I think he is exactly doing that. Yeah, he's he's good. I like Stylo, so I just like his positive attitudes to stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish everyone was more like that. But uh, like, how do you mean? Like for like fighting game or something? Well, the the easiest example is for fighting games. Uh, yeah. Like there's a there's a channel called Cross Counter TV, which. I think, now I'm probably wrong about this, but I have reason to believe it's being run by Ryan Gutierrez and Mike Ross, who are professional Street Fighter players. And Ryan Gutierrez has a handle, Gutex. So some people know him as Gutex. Um, They have a really good recurring show, The Excellent Adventures of Gutex and Mike Ross, which I haven't watched in a while. But it's basically just them on a couch, sometimes with a guest who's also a professional uh, FGC person yeah. playing uh, online against oh, okay. people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the all the, the triumphs and heartbreaks that they go through as they play Street Fighter online. Um, I learned so much from that show. <laughs> Particularly uh-huh. about Street Fighter 4. Yeah, back when Street Fighter Four was still being played outside of arcades in Japan, <laughs> um, and that was actually the show that made me go back and get back into, like, actually get into Street Fighter Four and start trying to get good at it. Like for the longest time, I only played fighting games to just enjoy the, you know, the artistic side. Like, oh, look at the artwork and the, the, the voices, and I love the characters. And then I started watching that show, and I was like, holy shit, I'm terrible at this game. I gotta get good at it. <laughs> And I started to get... I mean, I never got good, but I became competent. My Blanca was able to win some matches in the arcade. Um, and uh, even though I wasn't good at it, I was just happy to have you know entered that, that community. Oh, uh, okay. So I guess, yeah, I watch... Um, actually, because of Overwatch, I, uh, I actually subscribed to this Swedish guy who's like a coach. Oh, PewDiePie. No, I'm just no, kidding. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a coach for fighting games okay, yeah he's a coach for fighting games in real life going around using racial slurs at people until <laughs> they, they try and punch you and then saying oh, sorry I meant to call him an asshole I didn't yeah, mean it in uh, a bad sorry. way I didn't mean it in a bad way <laughs> uh, and the guy's name is Io Stucks <laughs> why do they all have such difficult names I know Io Stucks I-O-S yeah. Ducks like, like the animal like quack quack so uh, no, I-O, and then capital S-T-U-X. Oh, Stucks, okay. Yes, yeah, so, so even worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I already saw, I already seen saw some of his videos pop in my feed, but he did a, he did a video um, where he reviewed um, a big Overwatch channel's uh, review of someone's gameplay. He reviewed a review? Yes, because he was so disappointed in the advice that the the overwatch channel had given to the player he's like what uh, what trash are you feeding to the people that watch your channel wow he was so angry with the channel that he had to do it and i was just like oh 
did you agree with his assessment? Uh, yeah, I mean, the guy on the, the channel, which is your Overwatch. Okay. Um, I He annoys me anyway. Um, <laughs> like, he's like, uh, at the beginning, he's like, I'm going to be really harsh in this review. And then he says nothing harsh. He's just like, oh, that was pretty good. Ugh. And then he's like, it was not pretty good. Like, nothing that that player did there was good. You are not helping him get better. What are you doing? Wow. And it was, like, really, really true. And then he has videos, like, um, really, for a long time, it was really popular to go into custom games with just Anabots and practice headshots. Oh, yeah, I did that a few times. Yeah, and he, he made a video that was like, don't do that shit, it's really bad. <laughs> it's like, you are not going to improve your aim shooting bots. I mean, I I will testify, it did not make me better. Yeah, and he has all these videos that are, like, just calling out all the nonsense that popular YouTubers spout and... I like it. He's like the the YouTube police. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but everything he says makes sense because he's like he he coaches like pro players. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like the concept. I might just go and watch that video where he takes down the other YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Do you find that like um, you know, how how much you like a YouTuber really depends on how long you've known them. Um. Because. For example, I like uh there's a channel called the ti- the name of the channel is actually nothing to do with the name of the people who run it. It's called The Switcher and it's with the uh, number 1 instead of a letter I. But it's better known as the the channel of uh Super Best Friends. Uh, okay. who are Matt, Pat and Wooly and sometimes Liam, these Canadian guys who yeah. are super into games and especially fighting games, but basically all kinds of games. And uh, they have they do a weekly podcast that sometimes goes like three hours. <laughs> it's the Super Best Friends cast, which I've just okay. uh, got back into listening to. Um, and, you know, I think if I had just come across them this year, I would find them incredibly annoying. Uh, really? Yeah, like... Although I guess Matt Pat can be annoying. I've always been confused about this. When people say Matt Pat, are they talking about those two guys? Or is there another Matt Pat? Well, there's Matt Pat who runs Game Theorists. Matt and Pat. Oh, oh. So this is two guys, Matt Pat. Yeah, it's two guys Matt and Pat. Oh, okay, Matt Pat is just one guy. That's what I thought. Okay, this uh, is not okay. this is not that guy. Uh, this is okay. two. It, actually, there's basically four people usually involved in their videos, and their names are Matt, Pat, Wooly, and Liam. Oh, uh, okay. And I think they're all Canadian. Uh. And Matt is like kind of the, the the silly guy and Pat's the angry guy. Basically they all have like personalities, sort of like on, you know, game grumps they have different personalities. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if I had come across that channel this year, I'd be like, Ugh, God. I can't stand <laughs> uh-huh. this Pat guy. He's got he's got serious like Asperger's syndrome <laughs> or something like or oh this Matt all he, he like all he says is idiotic stuff you know but like I I've been listening to them and watching their videos for years now hmm. and I can't not like them it, you know I don't it's, I don't consider them my friends but I'm used to it I'm used to them yeah. and I I you know that's why I can that's why I can listen to them now I oh, yeah I don't know if I'm the same really I think the channels I've been subscribed to the longest are probably ones i watch least now i maybe it's because they've never changed okay like you get to a point with a lot of youtube channels where you're like ah yeah i feel like i've watched this before oh it's okay too much of the same thing yeah like they i mean what they do is funny don't get me wrong i'm not saying their stuff is bad but it just feels kind of repetitive the the structure's the same the like presentation's the same the content's interesting, but I'm just I, I I dial out when I'm watching it. Okay, which is why I like Mr. Fruit, I think, because he mixes up his games. Yeah, and he's always sort of just got stream of consciousness talking over it. It's really fun. <laughs> Do you get turned off when it seems like the 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 uh, broadcaster is trying to be funny? No, like I don't mind that so much. Okay, because yeah, Mr. Fruit. Uh, no, he's not trying to be funny. I think he's just kind of a bit of a dude. He just ends up being funny. Yeah. I think it's just that kind of, if I feel like I've seen it before. Okay. Then I'm just getting, uh, okay. I'm a bit bored of this now. 
and then I sort of dial out. I don't start checking them out when the videos get uploaded. I just pass. Oh, okay. And then they disappear down my list to the the not watched very often at the bottom of the pile. That's kind of what happened with Game Grumps for me. Like I just stopped watching because they would get they do this like fifty part long series of a game that I don't care about. And uh, just listening to the funny things they say wasn't enough to keep me interested. Yeah. Um, but then again, another channel that like kind of has become like a one-trick pony, but I still watch it anyway, is Funhouse. Funhouse is the guys who a few years ago were uh, who they did Inside Gaming, which was part of Machinima, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, and now Inside Gaming continues with other people, but these guys all split off and started their own thing called Funhouse, H-A-U-S. Um, they're American. They're based in uh, L.A., I think. And um, it kind of comes back to the PewDiePie thing, because in a way, I think there's two sides to Funhouse. One side is they're, they're trying for shock humor, and they're trying to be obnoxious. And some of their humor is just gross. And some of it, I just kind of go, okay. But actually, some of it is really good. And when they turn around and do their podcast, it's actually really erudite and really insightful about things, especially related to the game uh, production industry. Mm. Like, they really understand well about how games are made and the business side. Yeah. Uh, so they show two sides. Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite videos they ever made was actually relatively recent, and it was gameplay footage of a game called Weed Shop, I think? Hold on. It's like a marijuana shop simulation, simulation. like clicker <laughs> kind of clicker game. Okay, uh, I'm, I have to find it now since I'm referencing it. I have to give the actual title. It's like one of their most popular videos ever. Mm. Uh, what if I? Oh, go back. Not that. Go, go back. back. Go back to this. Revert. Revert. Search for weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Well, wait, this is Weed Shop Two. Is that the one? It was obviously popular. It's got 460,000 views. It's from a month ago. Uh, Maybe. That's quite recent. Yeah, this is the one. Okay. So it's like, you know, weed humor is like the, it's one of the lowest common denominators of humor, right? Yeah. It's just like, eh, let's do stoner humor. (laughs) (laughs) But like the editing they did on this video was choice. Just top notch. (laughs) I can't explain why it's funny. You just have to watch it. The title of the video is High on Life, and then in parentheses, and Weed. Weed Shop 2 Gameplay. (laughs) And uh, someone like me, who's not normally entertained by weed humor, still watch this video and go, that's fucking funny. (laughs) And I typed the... When I go to it, it shows my comment to me first. And my comment was, actually, can you guys just make all your videos like this? (laughs) So there you go. Learn something new about Jesse. He likes stoner humor. He likes stoner humor. Actually, I usually don't. But no. <laughs> Actually, I just remembered another YouTube channel that I, I used to watch a lot, and then I kind of trailed off a bit from. And it's a, it's a musician again called Steve Steve Tenenbaum. This sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he's Canadian, and he he plays like guitar. Okay. And his his big thing is metal. Okay. And he did these series of, like, uh, what is power metal? Steve Terraberry, that's it. Oh, Steve Terraberry. I searched for Steve Tenenbaum and found totally different stuff. Yeah. Terraberry? Oh, ter- yes. Terraberry. Terraberry. T-E-R-R-E. I just and found then... it. Okay. That is not as familiar. When you said Steve Tenenbaum, I was like, yeah, I've seen that. But now, yeah, no, I'm not sure. Wrong. Okay. But he did this series, so yeah, like, uh, like, um power metal and uh, hmm. uh and this series are like how to write a power metal song how to be black metal and they were really interesting but then he started doing stuff like love songs gone wrong or <laughs> pop songs played in minor chords oh and that whole series just got really boring really quick okay and i just sort of lost interest in him but the the original stuff that got me into him is still really cool but he hasn't done anything quite like it in a while love songs gone wrong i just found oh, okay he looks he's a funny looking guy like when i look at him i just want to laugh yeah no he's really funny and when he does his videos <laughs> has these reactions like rubbery faced and 
dorky. I normally really hate those thumbnails with the dude's face going, <laughs> but, uh, like, this is funny. They actually look funny. <laughs> yeah. How to be deathcore. So those videos are about 10 minutes long. Uh-huh. Uh, they're really worth checking out. Um, Steve Terebri. There's, I think it's the power metal one where he's talking about like the drum track and he's like, drum tracks in power metal uh, are really easy. And it's just like, they just go like boot camp, booty camp, boot camp, booty camp. And he has a, a picture of like a, a, a army drills when he says boot camp. And then he has a two, two bikini butts on booty camp. <laughs> Boot camp, booty camp. Yeah, my kids, my kids watched it, and now they they can't stop doing it. They're like, "Hey, daddy, boot camp, booty camp, boot camp, booty camp." <laughs> awesome. And then he plays like the drum track following it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it is boot camp, booty camp, boot camp, booty camp." <laughs> there's a. Really... I wish I could remember the the name now. I don't. There's a channel that's like how to write, and it's like usually it's I think it's a how to write a. A song for this particular game, uh, like you know how some games have like actually I, I can think of mostly one series of games where the songs all kind of sound the same, and it's Castlevania. Yeah, and it's like how to write a Castlevania song, and he goes in really in depth with music theory. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't have I don't have the channel name, nor can I remember the title of any of his actual videos, so I can't really tell you who it is but uh he he goes way in depth and he's like yeah start with this and then this two bar phrase repeats and then it switches to the relative major and then it does this and this and you're like and like i mean it's probably lost on people who didn't like study music Mm. but uh he's he's not wrong like he's on he's on (laughs) to a few things i'm like wow he's right you know, you ever notice like all the music from Castlevania, like especially the earlier games, they all have like this pattern where it's like da 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 like and it repeats. And like he recognizes that kind of stuff, but he he expresses it in music theory terms, which I thought really in nerd terms. Yeah, music music elitist nerd terms. no, it's fun because YouTube really does give people like an outlet when they they have passion for something. It's really nice that that you can find about it. And I can't remember who said it, but basically YouTube is great because if people want to watch something, videos will appear. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that's the best way I've ever heard YouTube described. Absolutely. I want to watch this video. Let me check YouTube. Uh, oh, there it is. Yay. It's got everything. The day the internet collapses and YouTube ceases to exist will be a dark, dark day. <laughs> yeah, we can call it the collapse. God save the YouTube. <laughs> the beginning of a second dark age of humanity. <laughs> or you could argue that that is already upon us. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to do this. Do this. Um, have you got to do this? Yes. Pray tell, what is it? Go watch Mr. Fruit. Oh, Mr. Fruit. Yeah. Not to Mr. be confused Fruit. with Mr. Schroot. Dwight yeah. Schroot from The Office. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Fruit's gaming channel. Mr. Fruit's gaming channel. He was the one who is just like free associating and singing? Yeah. Okay. I Yes, I will check that out. He, he is funny. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel for Do This. It's called <laughs> Tetramino. Tetramino. Not to be confused with Tetromino, the name of oh, I was the, pe- to say, the pieces, the pieces in Tetris. Tetris. So it's yeah. like, yeah, which 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 uh, shape is this channel Just dedicated? Replace to? the first O with an I, so uh-huh. it's Tetramino. T R uh, sorry, T E T R I M I N O, and Tetramino is one of those uh, YouTube uh, game cover bands. Ah, okay. Game music cover bands, and uh, they are four piece, hence the name. Tetramino. Uh, four wait, wait. Tetri is four. Tetra means four. Yeah. Tetra. Yeah. Like that's why they're tetraminos. Yeah, that's why Tetris is called Tetris because each block is made of four. Yeah. What What does tetrimino mean then? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? But they also have four members. <laughs> okay. Near as I can figure, they don't record together in a studio. They record separately, uh-huh. and then they just produce it so that it's all together. Uh, 
That's cool. Um, so it's like each one of them records the part to the song and then sends it somewhere. Sort of like what we're doing with this podcast today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then someone engineers it and puts it together. Um, <laughs> and I recommend specifically their cover of uh, Into the Thick of It from Secret of Mana. Okay. Into the Thick of It is the English title of the track called... I'm going to say the Japanese title because I like this title. Shonen wa koya ni mezasu. No, Shonen wa koya o mezasu. There we go. Okay. And it, which means uh, the boy heads for the wilderness. Hmm. Uh, it's a pretty re- uh, like recognizable track from Secret of Mana, and they did kind of almost a prog rock version of it. Um, and the the makeup of the band is, I think, bass, keyboard, drums, and uh, violin. Oh, yeah. So there's no guitar player. Uh, I don't know. There maybe sometimes their bass player does guitar. I haven't watched that many of their videos to know. But they have a lot of game uh, covers, and I particularly like the Secret of Mana one. Nice. So is it music with just a static background? No, you actually. So each of them, when they record their part, they also put a camera on themselves. In fact, in some cases, multiple cameras. So, like the bass player has a camera on him, which sometimes switches to a like looking down the neck of the bass camera, like a GoPro. Wow! So there's there's usually like a split screen showing all four of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Cool. Well, hey, guess what we learned today? That uh, Facebook uh, phone calls work better than Discord. <laughs> yeah, right. The audio was fine. I don't understand it. Yeah, but I didn't have any cuts. <sighs> All right, so also do this. Don't use Discord anymore. Use Facebook. Apparently. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening to Ikinari Podcast. Thank you. See you. See you.